0: What highlights, shifts, and lessons the last year brought you? Yeah, 2022 is a thing of the past and it went by in a flash. So much happens in 12 months and living with ADHD also means we tend to forget great things that happened or can't quite position them in the timeline. In this episode, I share my most valuable and significant insights, shifts and lessons hoping it inspires you to do a year-end reflection so you have something tangible to refer to when things get a little rough moments to revisit when you need a reminder of how incredible you are the amazing strengths and talents you have and everything else that helps you connect with your genius honey have you seen my keys forget it they're in my hand There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. A few years ago, I started using a planner with monthly reviews and the idea of looking back at a four-week period became a way for me to find it easier to do a year-end review. It also allowed me to anchor the moments, experiences, learnings, wins and milestones. When you're not the most patient person, it's helpful because you can see the progress you made in the different areas of your life. Even if I know there needs to be more consistency in doing my monthly review, I always enjoy going back and reading the ones I did as it gives me a lot of perspective and it reminds me that I am moving forward. It's a bit like having a global view of everything that happened, that I accomplished and what I'm proud of and grateful. Thing is, it wasn't always like that. I remember times when I just wanted the damn year to be over, especially the challenging or dissatisfying ones. Any lessons or insights that came through the situations and events I experienced was life happening to me, not for me. You know, this feeling of pushing through life and not understanding why something repeats itself like a broken record, I felt frustrated, unfulfilled and was also unaware at the time that I had the power to change and that it was also my responsibility to do so. Things began to shift when I started reading books on personal development and throughout my training as an ADHD coach. The awareness and personal growth led to understanding and knowing myself better and I'm so grateful for that. Here's a simple end or beginning of the year exercise you can do to look back at last year. What are you leaving behind, something that doesn't serve you? What do you wish to take with you? What do you want this year? What word are you choosing for the fresh year you have been blessed with? Taking the time to answer these questions is something I do before reflecting on the highlights of my year And I'll share my answers with you at the end of this episode. There's great value in highlighting any particular moments, events, experiences. It's even something I started doing at the end of each day and I find it helps me stay connected with the simple little things. Highlights for the year are a bit different to me. They're like fireworks because they are spectacular, fascinating, and create so much joy. They're the kind of events and experience that had a major impact in my life for many reasons. They're surprising, unexpected, created major shifts, provoked change, revealed things I didn't know or had forgotten about myself. 2022 was a year where a lot of different parts of who I am that had been left behind or pushed aside were reinstated. My too muchness, my bluntness, my energy figure on the list. The biggest one, though, was coming to the realization that speaking English was something missing in my life to an extent I wasn't conscious of. I mean, That highlight wins the gold medal. Everybody speaks French in the small town of northern Quebec I live in. Having a bilingual mom and a dad that speaks English, it isn't just a second language for me. It's part of who I am, but I had completely forgotten about that. The aha came while I was teaching English. I was having so much fun with both the teaching and the language that the need to speak it more often came back stronger than ever. What's crazy and amazing at the same time is that one of the highlights of my 20s was getting my journalism degree in English because I knew that being bilingual meant I could work from anywhere in the world. Now I want to coach from anywhere in the world because traveling is one of my passions. This highlight was the swift kick in the butt I needed to stop self-sabotaging myself and continue playing small by not building an English community. It's also the reason why I decided to host this podcast, and I'm so glad I did because it brings me so much joy and excitement. Something lights up when I speak English and I started doing posts and videos in both languages on my social media platforms and I really, really, really enjoy it. I'm actually having a blast and I've put the links in the show notes so you can check it out and follow me if you want. And it's such a privilege to be fluent and be able to communicate in two languages, whether it's spoken or written. I am so grateful. And the more I do it, the more I become aware of what it does to me energetically. The vibration is just not the same. And that's one thing hosting this podcast has brought to my attention. Talking about ADHD in English is even very different than doing it in French. So that's what a highlights looks like for me, and this one is definitely the most spectacular and fascinating fireworks. It helped me connect to an important part of who I am, and for me, that's huge. The second highlight from 2022 is the online summit for ADHD adults that my friend Melissa and I organized in French. This project had been on my list for a few years, but I was very specific on how I wanted to do it. It had to be with someone I would get along great with. It also had to be simple, fluid and fun working with that person. After being a guest on Melissa's podcast, she suggested that we put together an online event for adults with ADHD. The goal was to bring both our expertise and holistic options to better manage the challenges we face every day. Things we've tried and that are working for us and that we wanted to share. If it hadn't been for her, that project would probably still be on my list. Organizing the summit was challenging, demanding, but it was also a lot of fun. We didn't count the hours or the energy we put in, and she and I really make an awesome team. We went all in with our strengths, passion, creativity, and excitement. Both of us were really happy with the results, and the summit will be back. The last highlight, but not the least, is creating new habits with something that has been a challenge for the longest time, and that is being consistent at working out. What changed? Research shows that after about 30 days of repetition, our brains rewires itself and begins to give us a new capacity. That was a powerful why for me. Experience what working out four to five times a week for a long enough period of time so my brain could create new pathways that hopefully would override the old ones. It was also in doing it in ways that are aligned and work for me. So the next step was to identify when I tend to slack off on my routine and that's when we go on vacation. During summertime, we leave with the RV for several weeks, and that's when my good habits, well, just fly out the window. I needed to find ways to exercise no matter where I am and have equipment that is easy to transport. Once I figured that out, I decided when I would start, which was at the beginning of August when we returned home. And I started to prep during our summer vacation by going for walks and bike rides. I focused on why I was doing it and it made a huge difference. And it still helps me get up in the morning when I'd rather just stay in bed. Because of my powerful why, no matter what happens, I do it anyways. And I've been consistent ever since. Being committed has been the most rewarding experience. There were major shifts with my mindset and it helped develop new habits that brought new results. This experience allowed me to acquire new capacities after 30 days, even if it was difficult, and it still is sometimes. After 60 days, the benefits were adding up. It was easier to get up early. I had more energy. My focus and concentration were so much better. And the feeling of pride and satisfaction also increased. Hitting the 90-day mark of constant repetition for this new habit, I could see and feel the positive impacts of the daily actions. Because when added up, They do make a huge difference. Now, if you're wondering what you gain or what benefits there are to doing an end of the year reflection, it's simple. It gives you a chance to look at the wins and celebrate them if you haven't already. It allows you to acknowledge the journey you have been on and how much you have grown. It shows what areas of your life need more attention and what you might want to focus on. It makes it easier to plan for the year ahead and if planning is a challenge, you could hold a growth opportunity here. The ring or circle of life is a tool that is used in coaching and it is a wonderful one. And you can actually use it to do your end of the year reflection because it's one that can provide you with a lot of insights. And my clients get so much out of this exercise because it enables them to see the disharmony in their life, but also to see things improve and how they improved. If you've never done this exercise before, here are the steps. Step number one, draw a circle and divide it into 10 equal parts. Step number two, in the center of the ring write the number zero, the number five in the middle and the number 10 on the outside and you can fill in with the other number in between zero and five and then five and ten. Step number three, write down the following for each section. Section number one, Work, business. Section number two, education, learning. Then, finance. Section number four, overall level of happiness. Section number five, spirituality, personal development. Then, number six, creativity. Next one, social life, relationship. Number eight, love life. And then, one section for family and one section for health. Step number four. Think of your level of satisfaction on a scale of one to 10, 1 being not satisfied at all and ten, totally satisfied and do that for each areas in your life. Step number five. Color the section starting from zero up to the number that corresponds to your level of satisfaction. You can also use the Ring of Life to review each category and identify something significant that you wish to highlight. Another thing you can do is use these questions as prompts to help you with your end-of-the-year reflection. What did you learn in the past year that allowed you to grow? What are you most grateful for in each area of your life? What makes the last year unique. It's okay if the answers don't come up right away. The most important, and I mean really important, is don't try to find the answers with your head. Find them with your heart. I've noticed with ADHD is how much time we spend in our head thinking, analyzing, and being mentally agitated. We forget to pause and breathe without even realizing we are completely disconnected i've had to practice pausing for a while before it became a habit and now i'm able to do it naturally most of the time so if nothing comes up don't force it it's okay something will eventually and if nothing does that's okay too doing a review is also a way to acknowledge the shifts or big changes that happen that might be underestimated and the lessons that could be overlooked. Shifts and lessons don't have to be huge and they don't need to be tied either. What I mean is that the lessons can be entirely different from the shifts that happened and vice versa. Don't discard the shifts and lessons you believe are insignificant or not so important. One thing's for sure, you're not the same person you were at the beginning of last year, and you'll be different at the end of this one. Maybe a big shift for you was to be more patient as a parent or make time for self-care. Maybe it was setting stronger boundaries at work by learning to say no. So don't underestimate the importance of a shift or lessons because you think it's not that big of a deal. That being said, A lot shifted for me in 2022, and here's my top three. It's actually kind of hard to rank them, but here it goes. Shift to which I give the bronze medal, exercising. Yes, a highlight can also be a shift because, I mean, that was major for me. I had never been able before now to actually look back and say, oh my God, I mean, we're in January and I've been doing it, doing this consistently for five months. And that to me is like so huge. And another thing that is impressive for me, and that's why exercising is in the shift that happened in 2022. When fall comes and daylight shortens, I really, really have a lot of difficulty getting up in the morning. I mean, it's been a challenge for me for years. And just to do that and, you know, get up in the morning, even if it was difficult, it was so amazing to see that I can have this level of commitment with myself. And it's such a huge gift that I'm giving to myself that I'm like, oh my God, okay, even if it's difficult, I'm not going to stop. And when I do feel like quitting, that will probably mean that I need to find another strong why to get back into this emotional connection. Shift number two, so the one that wins the silver medal, is planning. Yes, planning has been a challenge for me forever. And at one point I realized that you know having a business and not being good at planning isn't wasn't serving me anymore. I mean, you know, yes, it's nice to go with the flow and you know just go in the in the direction the wind blows, but I mean, planning is very important. So I started by reading a book that really helped and I really like the philosophy of in, the, in that book that's called um, The 12-Week Year because it's not, they, they, the authors don't talk about annual planning. They just go with a 12-week period and that for my ADHD brain works amazingly. So I started to learn, okay, what does it take to become good at planning? What do I need to learn? I became better last year by training and practicing. Am I at the level I want to be? No, but there has been a progression. And that's why planning is the silver medalist of the shifts in 2022. Now, the gold medalist and shift champion of the year is mindset. There hasn't been a day in 2022 where I had to work on my mindset. I mean, if one word were to wrap up the year, it's definitely this one. Because I needed to have a strong mindset to exercise. And exercising helped build that strong mindset. I needed the mindset to learn the abilities to plan. So, I mean, for me, it is the biggest shift of the year. And I am so excited about that and so proud and so grateful that, you know, all the Work and the personal development that I've been doing for the past, I don't know how many years, have, you know, come to this. And it was actually fun because I got to see what was there in a particular situation and it was fascinating. So that's the gold medalist and shift champion of the year for 2022. As for the lessons, there were many, many, many And again, here's my top three. That developing any habit, skill, or ability happens through learning and practice. That the first relationship you should nourish is the one with yourself. And that enjoying the journey is priceless. So at the beginning of this conversation, I shared an end or beginning of the year exercise you can do and said I'd share my answers at the end. Here they are. What I left behind, something that didn't serve me, lack of direction, and not having a word of the year. What did I bring with me from last year? My energy and my intensity. What do I want this year? Increase my income. And what word did I choose for the fresh year I am blessed with? Mastery. And that is for every single area of my life. I used to have New Year's resolutions. And besides the fact that I ended up abandoning after a few weeks, it never really made sense to me. So I decided to go with an intention and a word of the year. It's proven that around 80% of New Year's resolutions end up being abandoned, and the main reason is often because there wasn't a strong emotional commitment toward the goal in the first place. So if you fall into that category, don't beat yourself up. For me, a word of the year one that is strong, that gives me the shivers, and that I know is going to challenge me, automatically creates emotional connection and commitment. And I have a very simple and intuitive way to choose my word of the year. I let the words come spontaneously without writing them down. And then I see which ones stick around. I use my intuition to feel the energy of the word and how my energy responds to it. And once I've connected with the vibration of the word, I know it's going to help me grow, evolve and learn. And that's pretty much it. That's how mastery showed up for me this year. And a word of the year is definitely something that gives direction. So just to give you an idea, here's what mastery means to me. Being more present for my friends, even if life gets busy. Having date nights with my husband. Sending a text message to my godson so he knows I'm thinking of him. Taking my coaching abilities to the next level. Stay committed to my morning routine. Basically, if I'm good at something, I want to become better. So here's why I believe not having a word of the year had an impact on my year last year. I was actually cleaning my office during um, the Christmas break and I came across this um, document from an exercise that I did at the beginning of last year and I flipped the page and On the line where I should have written my word of the year, it was blank. So either I never wrote the word down and ended up forgetting it, but I think I never chose one. And remember when I said that what I left in 2022 was lack of direction? I mean, of course, it doesn't mean that my year was a catastrophe, but I know that without having a word of the year, it definitely lacked direction. So that's why I believe that a word of the year is interesting. It, it's just, it becomes a reminder. Like every day I ask myself, how am I going to master this day? You know, how can I master this day? even though I'm tired, even though I don't feel like it, even though I would rather rest than do what I have to do or need to do. So a word of the year to me is very fun and it really helps give my year a direction and it helps me know where I want to go. I would love for you to share your word of the year and what it means to you in the comments. And on that note, may 2023 be the year you phenomenally stand out and embrace your too muchness to the fullest. I wish you all the best. I so appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.